Hey everybody, it's Thursday and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing Radio podcast. I'm your host, Jick. And I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. How's it going, guys? It's going pretty good. I got yeah. no complaints. We got uh, we got sort of a slightly different audio setup going on here. Yeah, yep. see, see how that works out? Not so the listeners would notice. Well, that's the hope, right? You know what I've realized is that now that we're here, if Riff wasn't on the show, there would be no room noise, there would be no echo, there would be no problems at all. Oh, no. There would be no loss in quality. <laughs> oh, oh, see. <clears throat> yeah, you've been, you've been giving him the cold digs. Lately. I mean, we love you the cold digs. Dang. We've been giving him the dag-yo. The dag <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we've been giving him the hickory-smoked horse buttholes. <laughs> of disdain. Oh, those are the worst kind. Yeah, that was the that was my favorite chart in Unearthed Arcana was the one that would result in hickory smoked horse buttholes of disdain hmm. as a as <laughs> That a, was a as good source book. Yeah, it was. Isn't that That was the first one that I had. Yeah. I had that before I had the that's player's set, handbook and the dungeon. That set your tone for all of your future desires from role playing games, I think, because that was just like here's a bunch of awesome stuff that we wanted to include in other stuff and it just didn't make it and so we're just going to compile it all together yeah and it was great i remember there was there was the cavalier character class yeah there was the <laughs> barbarian character class there were a bunch of new spells yeah so you always play a barbarian see it's it, this totally informs your whole life yeah, maybe it does barbarians I, and, and are pretty I'm very sweet. cavalier about stuff most of my characters <laughs> in D have been barbarians mm-hmm. and they're always named after the sound that their weapon makes yep it's pretty much either always barbarians or dwarf clerics, because nobody okay. nobody ever wants to play the cleric, but every party has to have a cleric, so I uh, I generally give in. Yeah, see, the Trinity is not new. EverQuest didn't invent that shit. <laughs> I mean, Daiku Mud didn't invent that shit. I mean, Mud One didn't invent that shit. Well, but it was not. Was it when you played D anD D? Did you spend time tanking, and healing, and DPSing? Like, was that? Well, I don't know. I'm just going off a of Rift's assertion that every party needs a cleric. I don't think that that's actually true. Don't every party like... needs either a cleric or a good DM. Well, you needed you needed like <laughs> you need a you source of healing. healing. You yeah, there was like there was like somebody who had to heal, somebody cleric who had was like feet. for shit for healing. And you'd get like one one D6 oh, heal wounds. a day. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, like back was... back before you could burn your your other spells in exchange for a healing spell of the same level. What? Yeah, That's I don't, not a real thing. I don't remember that. It was, I think it started in 3 or 3.5 that you could do that. No, you that's, could, that's, that's all apocryphal. You, you, could, entire... you could memorize any, any spells you wanted, and any, any first-level spell could be a Cure Light Wounds instead, and any second-level spell could be whatever the second level is. The so entirety on. of those editions are apocryphal. Is apocryphal? <laughs> oh, yeah. They the are apocryphal? Is, yeah. Yeah, they didn't. So there was original D and D, like where Elf was a race, and then there's uh-huh. fourth edition, and that's it. <laughs> Those are the only ones I believe. Wow. Yeah, that's what I mean. Elf was a class. Yeah. And then fourth edition. Mm-hmm. You don't. Uh, second edition was where I lived for a long time. Yeah. Nope. So. Yeah. That, sorry, it wasn't real, huh. buddy. I never played first edition, but I played. I played a little bit of the very original D and D, and I played. Yeah. Uh, starting, I, I played a D and D starting with second edition. I I thought when I was a kid that the original D and D was like the version that they had dumbed down for kids, uh, and so like I played that for a while, and then I was like, oh, advanced dungeons. That must be for what, what the adults yeah. are playing. Well, I mean, they were simultaneous product lines. Were they? Well, yeah, especially because like the original ba- regular D and D box said like basic set or something on it, didn't? Yeah, it, it did. 
So I saw somebody with a shirt that was just the cover art from the red box oh, of nice. D&D. From Moldfay Basic. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty great. Yeah, you know. I'm pretty sure though. I looked at a I looked at a chart recently, like a little infographic, and I'm pretty sure that the split between AD and D and normal D and D happened like at a fixed point in time. It was not that one like Chainmail spawned both AD and D and but they're both D and D. So what was their goal with that? I don't know. Selling more shit. Ask Gygax. Wait, you can't. He's dead. Cast a speak with dead on Gygax. Okay. Speak with Gygax on. That's dead. one of the spells. <sighs> well, we made a dungeon. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we roll. did. People seem to like it. Yeah. It's been fun watching people spade the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that transcript of that conversation in Hardcore? No, I heard about it, but I didn't read it. I was grinning from ear to ear the whole time I read it. <laughs> yeah. It sucked. I get got a bunch of earwax in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a shame it's a shame uh that we we had to put the kibosh down on people spoiling the uh tales of dread that scully and i wrote because i don't get to see as much similar commentary for the stuff i did as we get to see for the stuff you did well i don't know that many people are seeing that stuff yet yeah this i mean the tales is is a relatively pricey purchase that's true that's sort of the the long form uh, enjoyment that people will get once they are. Yeah, the long term collection quest. Yeah. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm doing a little bit of forum moderation. Oh Uh-oh. yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just closing the old uh, Monday thread because somebody asked at the end of the Monday show. Uh, Jehu's Dewey said, so would you care to discuss nerfing the files? That thread got to- got kind of toxic pretty quick. R- rightful or not, there seemed to be a lot of entitlement going on, and to be fair, I see some merits in both sides of the arguments. What are your opinions on when nerfs happen in other games? Man, did you read that fucking screed that somebody posted in the other thread about how nerfs are a sign that the designers have lost touch with the players and that the game is on its inevitable downward spiral into irrelevance and nobody playing. <laughs> wow. That because sounds like suddenly, someone who is very upset about their their pally bubble getting lowered or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it was... Uh, yeah. Huh. That article was really, really gross. I didn't read that. It's It's interesting. I don't believe it even a little bit because many games including kingdom of loathing while they were still gaining popularity would do things that many would consider nerfs yeah i mean the the file thing this is you made an interesting point like a lot of the people who are complaining about the file thing have never known a kol where everything could change at my whim and like items a, turned the, into other items and yeah. whatever and yeah, skills yeah. turned into other skills like the, the i mean you know gums so, and stuff like you know what none of the people in that in that uh, file thread are upset about is the fucking ravioli hat but boy <laughs> howdy at the time some people were real pissed that that became a thing what 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 was the well because pasta mancers used to start with spices, spices right? in inventory yeah. instead of instead of every class having a hat right yeah. like some of them had a combat item and some of them had, and and the spices were a combat item but that was like because spices were also a sought after cooking ingredient, it was just like I was like, eh, we probably shouldn't do that anymore. And 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 people said, look, what the fuck, man? It's been like this for years, and it was fine. How dare you 
right just like shake shit up for no reason it's like well it's not for no reason it's yeah so the 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 thrust of this mud article was like people stop caring about the players and start caring about the game as a creative work and i think what you don't realize is that there was never a time when you didn't care about both right right because like you can't just care about players because then there's no game in the beginning, and right? Like vice versa. You can't the just game care about is the, the game. game has to be the first thing that you care about because you make it before anyone plays it. But on the flip side, like the whole point of changing this is so that people will have a better experience overall, right? Like, so uh, that's hard to argue. That's hard. To, that's hard to argue for because sometimes the people can't see it necessarily. But like, right? But that's the problem. Is oh, that okay. they can't I mean, see I, it. Right? Like, I mean, it's so it's like too close to it. So one of the things that your parents do to make it so you have a better experience is make you go to bed. Go to bed. Make you take some real foul tasting medicine. Yeah. You know, make you not eat as many fucking pixie sticks as you want. Right. right? And so that's it's it's a hard pill to swallow. If you're a fucking stupid baby, like maybe you guys could try to just grow up and and get some perspective. I what I don't get is the bitching about like oh I was heavily invested in Elemental Files because no you fucking weren't because you can't be heavily invested in something that's effectively fucking free unless you're just you were just doing it as a joke, like yeah. You know. I mean. That that is that's trying to that's taking the argument onto their turf though because people could have a significant portion of their net worth in something, and the thing is, those things that we change them into still have I think pretty significant value, especially given the new. Well, I, I think and, most of the people who had a bunch of them argue that they are without value because they don't do anything like what the item that they acquired in the first place was. <coughs> and the thing is, we knew we knew that this was going to be annoying to some people, which is why we did it while we also gave you this gigantic new thing for free that we spent a bunch of time on. I mean, it's like... I wonder if it was a bad idea to split out a new thread. I was like, like somebody <laughs> in dev was like, you know, there's going to be some people bitching about... So they were like, they, Pantsless said this is probably going to create some bitching about big leaderboards. I'm going to go close the window because that will make slightly less uh, ambulance noise. noise come in. I wonder if anybody can actually hear it. I didn't uh, hear I bet they can. an ambulance. Uh, okay. you, guys, you guys continue to talk about nerfing files and how we hate the player base because they're a bunch of fucking stupid babies. <laughs> stupid I think, I think people should let us know at this point uh, whether you could hear the police sirens going by because uh, people talk about them on other podcasts and I can almost never hear them because they're they're... The recording equipment is not nearly as sensitive as their human ears. Yeah. Well, plus you're listening to those podcasts at like 5x speed, so the police siren is like, whoop, and then it's gone. Sure. But is, I mean, I feel like all that indicates is that people are listening to their podcasts too slow. <laughs> yeah, you mean if the voices are intelligible? No, I mean, if, if, you, if you have time to... Think about the individual words instead of the concepts behind what they're saying. Just sort of absorbing the ideas. Mm. Then you're listening to podcasts wrong. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's. I mean, 
you know, we have needed to nerf files for a really long time because they are in a way that, like, Jesus Christ, Riff, your what? fucking thing about love songs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> That fucking thread. At least I made sure everybody knew that it wasn't a real thing. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I fucking did. That's the problem. No, telling people something is not a way of making them sure of something. Like, that fucking... God, I forget what thread it was where I just, like, kept saying, no one ever said we were going to do this. We are not considering doing this. We would never do this. Did not stop people from just calling us idiots who, who all of whose ideas are bad because we're considering doing it. Well, then and you no know, matter how you many know times that those I, like, are people that you obviously there. don't have to listen to and you can close the thread and ignore it. Yeah. Because when I say this isn't a thing and people act like it's a thing anyway, then those are people who have immediately made their opinions null and void. Sure. Riff, I think you and I have have a an easier time disregarding what we consider sort of noise on the forums. Like, I, I think Jake made the point the other day that like you and I work on this game, and like you know, there's there's part of us in the game, but like so much of this game is based on the stuff that comes out of out of Jake's head and heart. That I think he takes a lot more umbrage isn't quite the right word, but like a lot more of the criticism, whether it's valid or not, he like it it sort of becomes more poisonous for him than for anybody else. Which, you know, I, I can't I can't argue with that, right? Like No, I mean but I do try at on a certain forums. point you gotta yeah, you gotta filter those guys. If if people are thanking us, they're thanking us. If people are angry, they're angry at me. And that's how I that's how I sort so, of that's how I phrase things, right? Like if, if I'm you, writing so, a okay, sentence. So you could about solve this problem by just firing everybody and then sure. th- thanking <laughs> there would still be yeah, all okay, you. Okay, okay. Well then they would say, What? Do you have a fucking stupid mouse that doesn't know anything about game design in your pocket? You fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> and I would say, Well, yeah, but that's not I, That's just I wasn't a asking him his opinion on anything. Like, uh, Matthew Lillard says, Blister Guy, if you get a moment, please ask Jake to upload last Thursday's shows. And while you're there, tell him he and the team have done a fantastic job of the new dungeon. Yeah, sorry that took so long to upload. I We, we were real busy um, with the dungeon. And he says, now a question for Jake. The next challenge path. If you're big content path, little content path. Big content path, little content path. Holds true. Plan holds true. It is a big content path. Uh, with all this work, on the new clan dungeon, are you suddenly running out of time to produce the challenge path and getting all panicky and stuff? No, because this one was... Most of the work that was done on this was done by Scully, and it was done months ago. Yeah. Uh, because this was going to be the summer challenge path, but then we decided... That was back when we That was decided. before we had established the big, little, big, little, big, little uh, pattern that we hope to stick to. Well, that's confusing given that, that one of the little paths is big oh yeah okay that is hard uh but no we're fine we're fine um you know the the item of the month it didn't exactly scope creep it just i think i was just kind of tired uh, right and so what what maybe could have been done in two days is taken three days instead and that's i'm i'm okay i'm gonna i'm gonna give myself that i'm not i'm not gonna write myself up oh man did i tell you guys about the 
just crazy epiphany I had the other day about why I never understood why being written up at work meant anything, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it was just like, you know, if you don't do what we say, we're going to get written up. You're going to get written up. And maybe I've talked about this on the podcast before. I don't know. But I don't think so. So, like, I understand now that when someone is, when somebody does something that indicates that they're bad at their job, you fill out a form that's like, this is what they did, this is what we did as far as talking to them, so then when you fire them, you have a paper trail to rationalize having fired them in places where the laws are extremely hostile to employers, Hmm. right? Which is a, which is my interpretation of laws that are extremely favorable to employees, I guess, right? But it never occurred to me that they couldn't just fire me for any reason I mean, no most, matter what job I was ever most at. Most places in the United States, they can. I mean, work, work, I forget what it's called, work for hire or whatever. Or, well, it's right to, right to work. Like, yeah. Arizona, for instance, is a right to work state, so I yeah. can fire you guys for any reason at any time. But it never occurred to me that it would be anything other than that, which still seems kind of weird to me. Like, I feel like if I do a shitty job, I should get fired. You think? Yes. Like, like... There should be no allowance for training or learning on the job or whatever. There shouldn't be a requirement. I mean, the allowance is in the the allowance is is is, is at the discretion of the person who has to fucking pay for it. Well, sure. I but mean, I mean, that's the question. I mean, I mean, if I couldn't fire people at will, I think I would just probably never hire anybody ever again. And I'm not gonna fire you guys. I'm not gonna fire somebody for making a dumb mistake. But like, because I make dumb mistakes. But it's fucking terrifying. It is terrifying the idea that if you hire someone Mm -hmm. and then things go badly, you are legally prohibited from firing them, even if not doing so will ruin you. That's fucking terrifying. Do you think that's true in in other states? I don't know. And is it? I mean, is I guess there. I are, feel like that's it's true for things like a tenured suits. professor, but I think most places, even even that that aren't uh, right right to work or whatever, if you can show sufficient reason, then the wrongful right. ra- the wrongful firing lawsuit will will not succeed. Being being written up is that sufficient reason, and that's yeah. why it's important. And I never understood that. Right, I never because it because being written up was not the same as getting fired. It's like, oh, well, okay, I got off easy. I didn't get fired for this. I see. This right. is a thing. This is a thing that they would fire me for if they could, but they legally can't. So instead, they are building up the evidence that will be required in case, for whatever fucking retarded reason, I decided to sue someone for firing me for being shitty at my job. Well, because so, apparently that's a goddamn thing you can do here. So, no. Here's the question. <laughs> like, if you get fired and you think it's because they didn't like you because you were gay or a woman or, you know, a minority or something, right? <clears throat> like, that's that I think is where the wrongful termination suits come in. And that's when it's sort of incumbent upon the employer to be able to say, no, 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 you were just shitty at your job. Yeah. I imagine a lot of employers also just use it as a way to keep track of when it's time to fire somebody. Like it's I'm not so much sure that, that 
you know, I am pretty sure is, that every this is the evidence employer, we're going to use to fire somebody, even though we're really firing them for whatever reason. But they're using it as like, you know, these are these are the, the video game lives that you've lost and all your lives are gone and now you're fired kind of thing. Sure. But I don't think that's how it works in the employer's head. Yeah, uh, I always know, I always know when I'm supposed to fire somebody and then it takes a long time for hot stuff to stop talking me out of it. <laughs> uh, Dear Sock, says Wack, why isn't the Terrified Eagle Inn called the Van Hells Inn? I am not anywhere near as in love with that l- lulzy pun as <laughs> the people suggesting it seem to be. I, I think like, it's okay. Eh, but it's, that's not... Yeah, I, it's 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 kind of Van a stretch. Hells? If yeah, and well, I mean, you could posit a character named Van Hells, but a, an ing isn't a thing, and Van Hells in isn't a person. So yeah, yeah, and also you can't point to a single thing in the world that's called the Van Hells in, or you know the. Yeah, there's the Red Roof in. What. Okay. Um, I think you missed my objection. I I think you've missed the core of my objection. If Van Hells is the name of a person, is the Uh, last name of a person. Van Hells. So, I mean, I guess there's the Marriott Inn, say. I've named (laughs) after Mr. Marriott. Sure. So, if your name is Van Hells. Anyway, no. Fucking Terrified Eagle is a good name for an inn. Jesus, it's like British in there. They name their shit after a a, a kind of bird. Like a, it's the adjective bird word, and then well, yeah. sometimes it's the noun and noun. Yeah, or okay. the uh, the the noble person and body part. What? Like the king's head or the queen's face or whatever. Oh, the noble oh. persons. But I was thinking, like, the, the yeah. bishop and butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Is a bishop a nobleman? I thought bishop was a clergyman. Uh, Wax says, Elemental files! I know it's a pain in the ass to communicate properly through a text medium, so make like Muad'Dib and use the power of voice. I don't like that all my files have magically vanished and that the cheapest ones are a million meat each in the mall. Can they become class skills or something? Okay, so... By the time you were finished writing that fucking sentence, they weren't a million meat in the mall anymore. That is the that is the argument in those threads that infuriates me more than anything. Is is the idea somebody somebody floated the idea that this was a move on my part to increase donations by taking something that used to be free and making it cost millions of meat so that people would have to donate if they wanted them, and that is fucking insane. It literally never crossed my mind that this change would have any impact one way or another on donations. It is <clears throat> it is not a result of my actions that files were for a minute a million meat each in the mall. And it's also just totally not fucking true anymore and was obviously not going to be true for any extended period of time. The equivalent say, items in Hobopolis. Obviously, like the, it's, the, the they, items in Hobopolis. It was not obvious to the player base at the same rate as this. It was on. obvious. It was obvious. It yeah. it is obvious to anyone who is thinking that a thing that is a million meat in the mall on the fucking minute that it is first discovered by the player base 
is maybe, maybe you can shut your fucking filth hole for five hours to give the benefit of the doubt to the process of the normal operation of the economy, making it not a million fucking meat anymore. Like, what? If I shut my filth hole, I might explode. <laughs> God, it's just, it's just like, it's, it, is, it is like... It is like somebody made it their goal to find the stupidest thing in the world to latch onto and get pissed off about, and then get pissed off about that. Like I just like the royal baby. Repeat right, everybody's really upset about, about the that. royal baby. So how much are the files? How much are files in the mall Let's now? Find out. Let's see. Oh look, three hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, ninety thousand meat. Gosh, two days. Two days, an order of magnitude decrease in price. Who could have predicted that? Wait, anyone who had well, ever seen anything fucking happen in this game or any other economy before? There are six files of coldness in the mall. Right? That's not a lot. <clears throat> and they're all a million. No, wait, none of them are a million meat. Three of them are? Well, if they're worth a million meat, then those are obviously gone by now in the amount of time it took us to search for them because that's such a fucking screaming deal. You hardly ever get anything is, for 9% of its value. They are too expensive to buy, right? So, so they are just not being used, which that's all right. These are made out of items that in a month will be at mall minimum price. Actually, maybe because maybe because they are used to make these files, maybe they won't be at mall well, minimum price. But they're price not just made. Uh, I mean, like, there's a bunch of stuff that's made. Like, part of the whole point of this change was to make them a little more scarce. So there are like potent right, combat I think, items. I think that they are going to. I think they are. They are going booze, to land at all of which are made out of these things and are going to be in high demand. My hopefully. prediction is that files are going to land at maybe three or four times as much in the mall as they were prior to this. You know, in a year we'll see. All right, here's here's the thing: time travelers, time travelers who are listening to the to our podcast archive and are a year uh, <laughs> behind. Now is the time to post in the forums with some economic data to, uh, to, to resolve this, this discussion. Also, you should go back and go to that party that Stephen Hawking threw, because that must have been a real sure. bummer when nobody showed up. And you should go back in the archives to the show. It was, it was in February of maybe 09 or something when we were too drunk to actually finish the show. <laughs> that was that was a good one. So somebody go back in time and stop us from stop us from stop us from, stop us from stop us from listening to people when they said yes we will drink some of these margaritas. Oh, right. You guys should get two pitchers, yeah, not just one pitcher. Yeah, yeah, riff. <laughs> What, me? Uh, I don't actually blame you, Riff. Wack continues. <laughs> Clan dungeon logs. Could you provide some sort of table so we can see who spent how many turns in the dungeon? Right now, they're all spread out across multiple monsters and zones, wins and losses, some non-combats, etc. Yeah, that, that's a kind of a mess in there. Because there are five times as many monsters in this zone as there are in Hobopolis, right. like, there's a lot less... It's... The, the logs... are sort of... They, their, their structure and their format were molded by their original need, which was to 
provide logs for Hobopolis. And since this thing works very differently than Hobopolis, they're not necessarily the right tool for the job, but they are still the tool <laughs> that there is for it. And so it's once, once it becomes clear which things people actually care about, um, then we'll have a better idea of what we might do interface-wise with the logs to improve it. And, you know, maybe that ends up being nothing, but I I don't really know. I mean, I, I, I understand that e- even in my clan, which has, like, two people in it during testing, it was like, <laughs> man, this is a lot of fucking logs, and this is hard <laughs> to parse. Uh, but But it's, you know... Nobody ever said, hey, the logs for Hobopolis suck, so making a whole bunch of changes to the way that they're handled. I well, mean, maybe somebody said that. Now, you know, it's fucking internet. It, if you make a thing, somebody somewhere will tell you What they sucks. did and what they have already done and what they will do is they will just make log parsers to yeah. make the output more That's true. appropriate. For That's true. In fact, I think I've saw, there is a thread active in GD that I have not read, but that is about some grease monkey log uh, parser. Yeah. One of my clannies accidentally used a 25 Kruger and key to unlock a thing that he thought was already unlocked. Can we have a thing in the choice adventure that specifies that a lock is already unlocked? Isn't that already taken care of? It's not. They would have to check the logs. So you can you are currently allowed to spend two keys to unlock the same thing? No. He's he's he thought it was already unlocked. So he went into a thing not realizing it was going to spend a key to unlock it because he thought oh. someone else had unlocked it. Which, yeah, that's that's aggravating. I see. Um, because oh, wow. when you're in that choice, you can't... See. If you don't have it penciled, uh, when you're in there, you can't... Uh, you know, that was another thing. Some people, were, some people were talking about how... Th- they were characterizing this dungeon as being very solo player unfriendly because of the limited nature. And well, I, and I, well they weren't... They don't. The reason that you can only do one thing in each of the non-combats is because you eventually unlock the ability to go to those non-combats whenever you want, and so they it it, it works differently than anything else has, and so it's, the argument that the the so the argument that you are not using the full potential of your clan dungeon because you are a solo player. I'm so, I'm sorry that just does not pertain. Right, because yeah, there's always been stuff that you couldn't do, yeah. and this one, more of the well, I don't actually know. I, you can I feel like still fight all six bosses. Yeah, you can beat you can all fight the bosses. Them on normal you can or on fight hard them on normal mode. or on hard. But I mean, it's like you can get everything that there is to get out of this, except the skills. Yeah, from the machine and the items and the and a couple of the a couple of items from the thing, but items. a lot of those things are tradable. Right, uh, so a lot of those things yeah. you need to get in the mall. So it, it's it's going to require some effort, but you should be able to do you should be able to do almost yeah. everything. We we dungeon. we have we are not. I mean, I shouldn't say never, but I would I would be really surprised if we ever made a clan dungeon where you couldn't finish it on your own, because it like making sure that things are accessible at a base level to a solo player is part of what we do when we make one of these and we did it with this one and like yeah I get I get how it's sucks that you can only get nine things out of the non-combats but like that's it's just a choice you make you know you can always run it again if you want to get the other ones it is so okay I could one thing that I could see is that because there are a thousand combats and 
three three non combats. That is a that's like one a day ratio. Yeah, yeah, no, it is right. Like, and so that in that way, I can I can sort of see the player side dissatisfaction with it, but it's. But those not those non combats have to be as limited as they are in order to be as friendly as they are in the long term for actually like. I mean, and this is this is a weird experiment, right? I mean, this was just an idea that I had where it's like, well, it, I would like for the things that you do in these non-combats to be really important in terms of what they mean in the dungeon, and so I would like to give you some control over when and what you do with them, and so it's like, oh, well, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Um. In Dreadsylvania, continues Wack, there are a whole lot of once-per-instance items, e.g. Dreadful Roast, Odemort. Are these items important? Am I doing the wrong thing by hopping around to all the clans where I have a whitelist and taking these? Yeah, it's not the wrong thing. It's like, there's only one roast in a dungeon, so you got to ask them <laughs> if you're doing the wrong thing by taking it, right? Because, you know, it's in the log. Some things you can get multiples of, and it's, it's not crazy consistent. I mean... All of the things that are really ripe for abuse are limited, like, broadly per dungeon. Right. Um, so that you can't just, uh, you know, I mean, and uh, somebody like Pantsless, like, somebody who is, like, sort of socially well-connected and a, a sort of, a like, a conniving optimizer <laughs> can get a lot more than somebody who's just dicking around. But, like, that's okay. That's a way of being good at this stuff right and it's you know and he's the one who sits in there and he tells us like well you know this is what i would do we're like okay well what would stop you from doing this like what is the what is the thing that we could do that would stop you from doing this douchey bullshit that would have the least negative impact on somebody who doesn't care about your stupid bullshit every other player in the game who doesn't care about your stupid bullshit pantsless think about them for once uh, Zombie Homeowners Association. Absolutely incredible fucking name. Who came up with this? Who? I want to thank them. Well, that would be me, Whack. And you're welcome. And thank you for being nice. Please give Campfire 40 a temporal spade custom item for spading <laughs> stuff before people even know it exists. Yeah, we did some stuff that will make a little bit... What? Uh, I lost track of that sentence completely. We did some stuff that'll future. make it a little harder for shit like that to happen in the future. Because it's, it's like... I mean... It doesn't hurt anything. No, but, but it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of soul hurt. Yes. Yeah. Um, hey, Riff, says WV Oquine. That's a pretty nice one word. Where'd you learn to make one words that nice? <laughs> uh, actually, I... Uh, oh, man, it's probably like 10 years ago now. Maybe, yeah, 10, 10 or 12 years ago, I actually, for Christmas one year, got... Uh, a few weeks of one-on-one -on -one calligraphy tutoring as a Christmas present. Wow. Huh. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> was it like a... Was it... Did, did Were you dating a girl who offered you a choice between a coupon, a, a coupon book for a bunch of blowjobs or a coupon book for a bunch of calligraphy lessons? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Christmas present from my dad, so... Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> so the choice was more obvious, is what you're saying. Well, I mean, that, the thing is, if your dad gave you a, it, it obviously wouldn't be from him, right? So if your dad gave you a, a book you of coupons for free blowjobs, that would have cost him a lot more than if somebody who was going to be giving you the blowjobs themselves did it, 
right? I mean, that's like a... I don't... I think your obvious is not necessarily as no, obvious. Okay, so it, it, here's the thing. <clears throat> and I know that... So, so, like, let's imagine I'm dating a girl and I give her for her birthday, oh, this is a coupon for a one-hour back rub from me. I would think that is a gift with significantly less value than a $75 gift certificate to a massage place, right? <laughs> probably doesn't read that way to the girl but i mean that's just another way in which i'm an idiot who doesn't know how to relate to people (laughs) um speaking of which i'm sorry i made a blowjob joke about your dad (laughs) (laughs) Uh, probably would have (laughs) laughed two what was the initial seed of an idea for the new dungeon elementally aligned monsters the horror setting the idea of basing leaderboards on monster difficulty rather than speed it was all of the people in the forums talking about the procedurally generated sword saying man if we ever if we ever run into any fucking stench bugbears i am gonna kick their asses it was like huh we should give those people that (laughs) um i do kind of after everything has been discovered i want to do a and I shouldn't even mention this because I might not get around to doing it, but I, like I disappeared into the mountains and produced a design doc on like May 3rd for this. May 3rd is when I sent the photo to C.D. Moyer of all of the, the, the 16 pages arrayed on the hotel bedspread and said, hey, look, it's a clan dungeon. <laughs> you, uh, sent, you sent me a picture as well. Oh, did I? Yeah. Okay. I sent it to everybody but Riff. <laughs> Um, and then I, but I, but I followed it up with one to CD Moore that said, so if you could have that implemented by the time I get back into town, that'd be great. It's going to need a better zoom enhance. Yeah. Enhance. Um, yeah. And then it took a long time to actually make, um, but I was thinking about doing a, doing like a postmortem just, uh, it didn't really take that long. No, it didn't. Almost, almost all of the actual mechanical decisions about the the sort of broader structures of how things were going to work and what things were going to be were done by me just like forcing myself to think about nothing but that for three days bereft of human contact by going up to the town where I went to high school and just checking into a, a hotel that I guess there was a TV in my room but it's ba- like it's basically like the old school hotel from the 30s where it's just you're lucky if there's a chair in addition to the 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 old stiff bed um but then you know the 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 one weird thing the the whole idea of the difficulty and the kisses was kind of shoehorned in in the end and and it caused a lot of weird like there were all these arguments in dev where they were saying like wow these difficulty increases really suck you should make it important so that people have to deal with this <laughs> in the, thing yeah, that in they the hate. super original design and doc there was nothing other than the leaderboard no there wasn't even leaderboard i forgot about leaderboards oh. in the original design wow. doc there, so was there was nothing about nothing. kisses and nothing about the leaderboards and I, all i wanted was like from an initial like i wanted to try to make something in kol that wasn't designed to just be gone through as fast as possible right and so the idea is the things that you do in this dungeon just tune it like they they make it so you only encounter the monsters that you have the right gear to deal with or whatever but then that just kind of wasn't all that interesting 
And so it's like, well, what if every time you did that, it also cranked the difficulty up? So then that gives us, you know, like all of the things that happen, we sort of made a grid. It ended up not being a grid, right? It ended up just being two kind of a grid. stripes, right? But it was just a grid of, like, so we were, we, so we first, we were like, all right, here's the elements, here's the monsters. So here's these 30 things. What are these, what are 30 mechanics that will increase with difficulty? But then we thought, well, what if all the cold monsters did a thing and then all of the werewolves did a thing and then the cold werewolf just did both of those things? Right. And that was much that was much easier and sort of much cooler because it like there are combinations of those things that we never considered like that actually didn't sit and think about all 30 of them. So right. it's probably possible to make it so you have one really fucking annoying monster that's the only thing you're <laughs> fighting in there. And that's great. I know people dislike the vampires because they're they get particularly tough at the high end. People, ooh, people really used to hate the uh, spooky monsters. Oh, the, yeah. the curses that exist replaced a super obnoxious original mechanic where every time, I'm, I'm pretty sure that every time, no, it was just when you started a fight, yeah. you would just lose one effect at random. Yeah. No matter how many turns of it you had, you would lose one effect for every <laughs> point of difficulty beyond zero. Yeah. And that was like, they were just like, fuck, this is annoying. Like, this is just, like, nobody is going to want to play with the difficulty turned up at all That was an Mafia. example where, like, we came up with an idea, we had no idea that it would be that bad, and then just Yeah, and Deb was just like, this is just, this is just not fun. Yeah. And so, it's like, oh, okay, well, let's figure out a so way then, to... So then my solution was, let's make a hundred different curses. Yeah. <laughs> and Jake was like, what if we do 11? <laughs> <laughs> Well, because I had plans for them oh, yeah. past what past just them being there, and I was like, eh, it'd be easy. it's always easier to do things with 11 things than it is to do things with 100 right. things. Um, WVO Quine continues. Three, for movies set at Christmas that aren't Christmas movies, consider Billy Wilder's The Apartment. It's a romantic comedy, but both rom-com-wise and otherwise-wise is a masterpiece. Eyes Wide Shut is also uh, takes place at Christmas, and that movie is brilliant. I don't... Is that a remake like that of, of an old black and white movie with, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, Cary Grant maybe? No, not Cary Grant. Eyes Wide Shut? No, The Apartment. Oh. I don't know that I've seen it. Is it a remake of Joe's Apartment, the MTV show about <laughs> the guy who lived with a, a huge apartment full of sentient cockroaches? That itself was a remake of a uh, liquid television sketch. Yeah. There's also the horror movie Inside, but I'm not sure it'd be to your taste. And you obviously have to watch Home Alone, but it's pretty much explicitly about Christmas, especially the sequel. Yeah, we could do Home Alone. I've yeah. never seen it. Really? Yeah. I remember it being okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of uh, movies where like things get destroyed for no good reason. Like, uh, what was it? The Money Pit, I think? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's just like this, this house just getting ruined, and it just like makes me cringe the whole time. I just hate that. Oh, man. Our fucking... The company truck got broken into. Oh, we forgot yeah. to We forgot to talk about that. It's parked on a... Who knew that parking in a minefield of homeless dudes and turds would <laughs> potentially be dangerous? There, was, there is nothing of value. Well, especially now. There is nothing of value <laughs> yeah. in the company truck. They stole, I think, four or five... CDs. Yeah, okay. So they stole they, I'm actually kind of sad about this. They stole they stole my copy of Broken from high school. Huh. Which I was like my original like this was like I had all the halos and now I don't. 
Hmm. Although I'm sure I could find one of those at a used record store and it would be indistinguishable from mine. Uh, in fact, you might find yours. <laughs> a two CD set of the Talking Heads, which that one I bought in like 2005, so that that was just not a big deal. Uh, CD of Midnight Vultures uh, by Beck, which uh, eh, whatever I can find another one of those. But irreplaceably, there was a CD. There was a burned mix CD that I found on the ground. <laughs> driving to Chiba Hut for lunch one day early in Asymmetric's history, and it was just labeled Drugs, and all of the songs on it were just songs about drugs. Yeah. So there was like, Then I Got High by Afro Man, and you know, there, there, there's some other ones that I don't remember. Because you were too high. Insane in the Member, no, uh, Hits from the Bong by uh, Cypress Hill. That's a good song, though. It's got, uh, it samples uh, Son of a Preacher Man. That's good. Okay. Four. Estimate on the minimum possible number of clannies it would take to get everything from Dredsylvania. You need at least two. Do you need more? So you have to have three people um, to, you have to have three people to use the most multiplayer thing that there is in there. And you need three. Um, If you want to get everything without anybody having to ascend, you need six people, I think. Really? Yeah, because you need to you need every combination of classes to get all the skills. Oh, you mean you mean like it, multiple instances? Yeah, 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 multiple instances. I was gonna say so you, you need, can't get everything. You need to have three people of one muscle, one moxie, and one mist class. Well, sure. I mean that's the minimum number. Everything else lining up perfectly, right? right? Yeah. yeah, like that. Well, no. There's also something you need an accordion thief. Okay. Um, I don't think that I did that with anything else. Huh. Those are all of the non-combats. Like those just went in right how they came out of my head the first time. So it's there's I, I have no idea. Like it, I kind of randomly decided which branches to put keys on hmm. based on what made narrative sense as opposed to what made mechanical sense. So it's like possible that like. In the village, you don't have to have any keys to do whatever elemental tuning, but in the forest, you can only do it if you have three keys or whatever. Like, it's actually not all of them have. I think there might only be like five uses for a key in the thing. It's very much uh, just. Oh, this was just all done on paper. Yeah. You say that like paper is. It is impossible to balance anything on paper. Well, it's. It's. When you're just sitting in a cafe with a sheet of paper, you don't necessarily like you can't look stuff up, True. right? Like you, it, like it. This the this dungeon. It it is both, it both benefits from and suffers from the fact that there was this short period of time when it was in its entirety just in my head, and I understood all of the parts of it. Or I believed that I understood all of the parts of it, but I clearly didn't, right? Because there are a bunch of things that I can look at now. I'm like, wow, the unlock for this one hard mode is going to take a thousand times as long to discover as all of the others. Right. And I don't know if it's been found yet, but it is It is just like, I'm like, why didn't I see this? If you had asked me if these were if these had any kind of parody, I would have said no, obviously not. But when I was coming up with them, I was like, oh, sure, here we go. Here's, here's these six things, and who cares if one of them is fucking crazy. Do you, uh, 
do you feel like some of your hard mode unlocks are should have been repurposed? <laughs> yeah, was, I think I think I, I let Pansel say when everybody was saying that the blood kiwi teeny uh, was obviously the Count Druncula hard mode unlock. I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> it, it certainly was obviously that to everyone except me. Like, oh, drunk vampire, <laughs> blood cocktail. No, what? No, those those things have no connection at all. That's nonsense. But I mean, part of it was I think that the blood kiwi was not themed as such oh, until after I had decided what those were. It was just like this smells like something that enrages falls from sky. Right, so it was like uh, blood. I, I don't know. That's what what makes a bugger angry. Right, humans. Um, the I guess um, Scully themed. I think the my the the wiki thread that I made for the werewolf boss was werewolf guy, Paul question <laughs> mark, uh, and then Scully suggested airwolf, and I was like, no, nah, that's dumb. No, oh, no, wait. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And then that, when I was writing that fight, I was like, if somebody doesn't understand that this is a joke about Airwolf, this fight is going to just seem like fucking nonsense. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I, I had to go in and put in a, a couple extra pairs of uh, combat text at the end, and I was like, shit, he already referenced all the cool weapons that Airwolf has. What yeah. am I going mean, to write luckily, about? Luckily, there is just a fucking Wikipedia page dedicated to the specific <laughs> details of all of Airwolf's armaments. <laughs> like, it's just like... We would not be able to do our job if it wasn't for standing on the shoulders of all of the giant nerds that came before <laughs> us. Is Airwolf on Netflix? I would totally go back and watch an episode or two of that. I don't know. I don't know. I there is a there is this random speaking of that, there is this random little Easter egg that I think is my favorite just non joke thing that I have ever put in the game. And I'm curious if anyone will find it. Um it might be literally impossible for someone to find it. It's all it is is two different textual things that sort of reference each other. So like, uh, Molotov H says, "I dig the new werewolf art, and the tallest tree in the forest cracked me up. What's your favorite piece of art in the new Dreadsylvania, or what's your favorite piece of new art in Dreadsylvania?" I kind of like the ghost coming out of the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> um, the non-combat stuff is interesting. That, like. Doing the non-combat art for Dreadsylvania probably took like 15, 15 hours, like 15 wow. literal hours. of It was every time I went to do, I did one of the zones and I was like, fuck, that took four hours to do 27. Wow. Yeah, it was nuts. It was nuts. That's so time consuming. Like I because I just drew them and then I filled them in on the computer. But like because of the way that I insist on doing everything like a a pixel at a time. I had to like go and clean up all of the interior anti-aliasing hmm. artifacts on every line. And so it was just it was so, and also like I ended up doing a ton of, of just editing of them after they were drawn because I, you know, I never can fucking draw a right angle and stuff. So it's like, but yeah, I like, I like how well that worked out. I, cause I was kind of like, I hate drawing I hate drawing the art for non-combats and especially like a lot of like choice adventures where you're moving around to different places because 
it's very hard for me to draw an interior scene as just the illustration for a for like to express like a room and its contents and a hundred by a hundred pixels is is just kind of rough. Right. And so I just made them bigger and and like silhouettes just made it easier to sort of express stuff. And it also kind of just gave it a different vibe, which I think fits really well with the tone of it. And um, I think the thing that the thing that I'm the proudest of in there is probably the dining hall in the castle. Yeah, that's really cool. Because yeah. I was like wow, I just fucking, like, drew a silhouette of a chandelier that, like, is very obviously the silhouette of a fancy chandelier. Like, I did not think that I could do that. And, did like, you do that with no reference at all? Or did you just... I, I just did a Google image search for chandeliers and looked at some of them and tried to figure out how to, like... Because, like, if you actually look at the silhouette of a chandelier, it doesn't really look, look like, like that. Yeah, yeah, so so it was like, I was like, ah, well, fuck, how can I, like... Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was pretty pleased. And, you know, just, like, the silver tray with the... Like I, was, yeah, I think I did a good job. Of this definitely looked like a dining room. The all of the stupid cobwebs in the corners, which is just totally not how fucking cobwebs work, but <laughs> it is how it is how decades of haunted house clip art have led you right. to believe that cobwebs work. Like, um, but yeah, I do like the I do like the werewolves. Um, I think that that whole. Uh, hunched over stick figure thing with the claws is like creepy it's 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 expressive it's a it makes it clear that they're a different thing it kind of makes me want to go back and like do that to the existing werewolves in the game the bugbear with the hollow eyes was super creepy oh yeah Yeah, that's what people said Uh, people with the i like kind of like the bugbear skeleton too Mm. I had to give it ears. At first, it didn't have ears, oh, right. and so people were like, "What the <laughs> fuck? There's just a there's just a skeleton." I think you accidentally put a skeleton in the bugbear art. I was like, uh. <laughs> "I mean, it's all ribs." Like that's just like <laughs> like oh okay, that makes sense. Uh, Ethereal Oblivion says, "Could the Muscle and Moxie Guild Halls get something class exclusive like Roderick for the Mist classes?" Uh, uh, well. I mean, Roderick served a very... Also, it's Roderick. Roderick is not a kind of cheese. <laughs> um, also, Rod means staff. I know. That is that is my favorite thing. That is my favorite thing that no one else gives a shit about, is that I was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to come up with a guy's name who's a guy that makes staffs and is also named after cheese. And then I found out that there was a kind of cheese called Roderick. Like... This is, this is just more proof that. I mean, this is feeding into my solipsism, right? Like the yeah, the the world was clearly designed to house me doing this shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, could you talk a bit more about the file change? Lots of hubbub and suggestions. Uh, I think I think we're done that. Also, will we start seeing cycles of nerfs and buffs like in other MMOs? I mean. The entire history of KOL has been cycles of nerfs and buffs. Yeah, this is just more fuel for my argument that many of the people who are playing now have not been around. Because we just haven't done it in a long time. But we haven't needed to in a long time because right. we dealt with most of the things that were really seriously broken. We've been right? a lot so more careful like... with design in recent years, but, you know occasionally something that is old 
pops up and if it isn't donation content we're like well we always have that option to just change it you yeah. know and this i mean this was just like this has been on the like my i had been planning to make the files something from a higher end clan dungeon elemental set of things since way before Dreadsylvania was even a gleam in anybody's eyes. It just, this was the thing that we did that was like, all right, this is where we do this. Yeah. This is where we make the, the wad plus plus that is what is used to make these incredibly powerful things that like, it just, it just shouldn't have been that way to begin with. I would have been okay with files if the, and I know that this wouldn't have made any difference. Like that this would have been a huge difference to us, but not to the people who are actually upset about it. If files had been made out of wads instead of powders, hmm. I would have been a lot more okay with it. Because like, it was the high end. Yeah, because it was the gear. high end thing and not not the lowest end thing that made yeah, that the most weirdly weird. powerful thing. Yeah, it was just it was just like, eh, like it was a it was a compromise, right? It was it was and it wasn't like a compromise between us and anybody. It was just an idea that wasn't quite right when we were forced to act on it. We weren't forced to. We, nobody ever forced us to do anything, but, like, yeah. Zavgugugurus uh, says, The new dungeon is awesome, but it's pretty punitive to small clans. Any chance the choice of interest could be set to one a day instead of one per dungeon. Also, carriage is pretty rough for one or three people. Any way to get that to a lower per person unlock instead of the clan unlock? No, because the liberal whitelisting means that doing anything per person in a clan is meaningless. Hmm. Um, and, you know, that's this is just sort of the price that we got to pay for. How did you come up with the the booze sink as an idea? Like, what? what that's that? been in the hopper for a really long time, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the very first clan dungeon that we conceived of and we're talking about involved, like, some workmen that were drilling a tunnel oh, yeah. that you had, to, you had to feed them and give them booze. And it was right, just, right. I mean, it was just, you know, the sewer is kind of a turn sink in Hobopolis, right. you know? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just, I like, I wanted there to be a progression, but I didn't want you to have to, like, if you couldn't beat the boss in the forest, I didn't want you to be locked out of the village, right? And then there wasn't any reasonable way to... Do you do you think people appreciate the sort of attunement things that these dungeons have, like the hobo binder and the ghost pencil stuff? Like, is that is that fun? <clears throat> do you, once you have completed that, do you feel like they are less excited by it? Like, is the is part of the excitement building that up? Hmm. I, think I always so. thought that I mean, the attunements in WoW were really interesting and fun. Yeah, me too, actually. The people who make WoW apparently didn't agree. Well, I think the people who play now. the people who play WoW didn't agree, right? Well, and, okay, sure. And and part of it was like you know, there is still stuff worth getting in Hobopolis now. Right? We didn't just obsolete everything in Hobopolis right. by making Dreadsylvania, right? It's not it's not the game now, Dreadsylvania is not right. It's it, like so, and that's different from from WoW. In, in the, like, either they would need to like loosen 
the attunement requirements to the point where you didn't need a whole raid group to get them for people who were interested in just poking around in old content, or they're just like, eh, you know, we could also just flip the switch and get rid of it rather than spending a ton of developer effort on something that most people don't care about. Right. And eh, I think our situation is very different because everything is made to be replayed. You know, the, the aftercore stuff, I don't know so much if it is, right? Like, like your power level in this game in terms of the just base combat mechanics is so fluid based on just the number of things that you can use to modify it that, like... I guess there's maybe a guy who's like, oh, I'm going to ascend and perm some skills and then go back up into Aftercore. And for a while, I guess maybe I need to run Hobopolis because it's I can survive there right. and I'm getting more stats and, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious what people think about the difficulty of Dredsylvania. Like, we definitely tried to have it be more challenging and like you can definitely make it so that it's hard yeah but you can also get almost everything out of it leaving it easy which is i think what people eventually are going to do right i mean they're like eventually it's just going to be like well we just want to get everybody to hard mode drop so what you're going to do is like people haven't figured this out yet but you can pick which boss you're fighting right yeah there's there's a little bit as soon as you understand as soon as the as soon yeah that people people have the wrong idea about how the bosses are selected but you have 100% control over it once you understand what's going on so it like and you don't have to increase the difficulty at all to get the hard mode drops i mean you have to increase the difficulty of the boss fight obviously because that's what hard mode means <laughs> but you know there are there are some little ancillary benefits to increasing the difficulty but that's almost entirely just about the leaderboards and that's deliberate i mean that's so that most people don't have to mess with it um if they don't want to so you know we'll see We'll see how long this keeps people interested. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I, I think it's pretty neat. And there's a lot of good writing in there. And there's, you know, there's some some short-term and some medium-term and some long-term goals. And like, We're still hats. tuning some of the fights based on strategies that people mm -hmm. are developing. The Dog Delusion says, hey, guys. Have you ever considered selling donation subscriptions? Like you donate $120 at the start of the year and get all the items of the month sent to you automatically each month. What about slightly discounted version? $100 for all the, the next 12 months of items. Would you ever consider either of these models or would you rather keep it as the $10 equals one Mr. A thing it is now? I think that I would prefer to keep it this way. Like the thing that stops me from letting people set up like a PayPal subscription is that I think that that would just end up making us a bunch more money because people forgot to turn the subscription off. Right. And I feel really gross about that. Um, I wonder how much that is informed by your lifestyle where you will subscribe to things and then forget about them for months or years. I mean, I don't feel bad when I realize that that's happened. I feel good about shutting it off. Right. You know, but but it's just, it's like the idea of the idea of doing something that I know will cause that to happen to somebody else to my benefit is just, it just grosses me out. And so I just don't, I, I don't know about the whole, like donating a hundred dollars for a flag on your account where it just sends you a Mr. A 
at the beginning of every month for a year. Right. That's... I feel like that came up before and we concluded that having, like, moving so much money into the beginning of the year and away from, like, having it not be as spread out over the year as much... Well, it wouldn't have to be ass. it wouldn't have to be at the beginning of the year, right? Just having that be a thing where you could just buy it in Mr. Store for 10 mysteries. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> So it's just like Mr. Store just becomes like a weird bank with, with like 20% interest every year. Um wow, that's weird. Yeah. I kind of want to do that. That's really, really <laughs> I had an idea that I was afraid was really gross, and I came down and I asked Hot Stuff if he thought this idea was really gross or really interesting, and he was like, it's kind of both. Uh, <laughs> and I don't remember interesting. what that is. <laughs> yeah, it was the, just the dude hiding somewhere. Oh, right. That yeah, that's weird. It is a weird, it was a weird idea. Uh, so Lazar says, yeah, I've, been, I've been just pacing around on the roof smoking pot and listening to podcasts and having ideas about stuff that aren't very good. And then sometimes, sometimes that'll result in a big like text document on my phone that I look at and think, shut wow. up, you stupid wow, fucking stoner. And, and then sometimes it's like, I'm going to go talk to hot stuff about something. Cause I don't know if this is a good idea or not. Uh, Solazar says, Jick, I think that the areas in Dreadsylvania are some of the best art you've done for the game so far. The last thing you drew I enjoyed this much was my first Crimbo. That was the one with the candy diorama, including my personal favorite, the Kalolilasis. Uh, do you feel like you're consciously going in a new slash different direction with the Dreadsylvanian art? I don't mean to imply that it's not in keeping with your other work, but it has a distinct feel. Yeah, it was definitely going for like a different style, just so that it kind of had its own... I feel like it makes it feel like more of a place. Hmm. Ju- just having the art be different than other places but the same as itself like there's a couple little exceptions like the i couldn't get the pipe organ to read as a pipe organ without the pipes being just the outlines and i couldn't get fire to read as fire without not filling it in in the i think my least favorite stuff is the in the cave the heart is pretty good i like i like the way that turned out um but the the just the the coal mine and the the burrows is just insane. I don't know, not not as happy with that. Uh, whoever contributed the descriptions and factoids for the sleazy monsters in Dresselvania should take a bow too. I think some of those were riff and some of those were Scully. Yeah, uh, I did the combat text, I and you know and the descriptions and the factoids for the vampires, and the skeletons, and Scully did all the others. Okay. And for for the. Um, uh, for the Dread Tales, I did the uh, vampires. What was it? I did the vampires, the ghosts, and the um, werewolves. And Scully did the other three. That was an interesting period because Scully was reading a bunch of horror on the internet and then sharing stuff. And, like, it's just creepy. Like I was just getting creeped out by all this stuff, and then he would write stuff, and it was also really creepy and yeah. funny. <laughs> uh, Casey Wiederman says, "Hey dudes, the writing and art in the new Clan Dungeon is fucking rad, and it's cool to see how many new mechanisms and features you are still implementing so many years after starting." Thank you. Wow, thank you, Casey. Uh, Thanks for the new dungeon, says Joe Kai. Hugely enjoyable so far. Sheldor says, "Any chance we can get the little businessman kit to work in Dreadsylvania?" I didn't do that because I. <sighs> 
I had this sense that the little businessman kit would be too big of a factor if I made it work. Mm. It does feel like because I don't the, remember how it works. It feels like the um, mayflies could could probably be boosted. Yeah, I just copied and pasted the Hobopolis code. Like, but everybody was like, they're not doing anything. I'm like, well, they're doing exactly the same thing they do in Hobopolis. Like, are the hobo nickels? as rare in Hobopolis as they are? Well, the I think friends? the Hobo Nickels are just an item drop that responds to plus items. Okay, so I think the, I think Krugrands are just rare. Yeah, they're, they are rare, but that, I mean, that that makes the Mayflies more powerful there and not less powerful. But sure. that's weird. I mean, and so that's one of these it's frustrating perception, perception thing, things, though. right? They are more powerful there than they are in Hobopolis as a, as a like, an ROI, but they feel less powerful and that that is weird and sucks yeah um is awesome it makes me really love my monster man well for giving updated stats as zones get harder i do wish that you could still get factoid slash stat credit if you lose to a monster the first time you encounter it i got my ass kicked by close to a dozen hot werewolves before i realized that hot monsters in it scales with kiss level yeah that is actually a thing that i kind of agree with it's interesting that people are instead of referring to it as difficulty level, they refer to it as kiss level. Kiss level, yeah. Which is, I mean, that's the, cool. They're, they're, that yep. is the outward, visi- like the visible marker of difficulty is kisses. Yep. Um, what do you think about granting factoids on losses? I don't like it because for like bosses, you can lose a bunch three of times. times. Yeah. Maybe just the first one. Because the thing is, I feel like. Knowing that it, like, if you have not beaten one of these bosses mm-hmm. in Dreadsylvania, you don't know what their stats are. But so you don't have other ways to get their stats. I don't. Okay. Feel, I don't no, feel sympathy no. at yep. all. You're right. You're right. You are totally right. Yeah. I don't think there's any other way to get their init. Well, but who cares? Let's make a way to get their init. Eh. Eh. Okay. I mean, also, just give yourself plus a thousand init from the Devster panel. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, King Bobson says, Dread is fantastic, just need to repeat that. Okay, actual questions. Why'd you decide to make over 200 power weapons slash armor? For a player with all the skills, having more than 200 power in, say, your hat is meaningless. Would you ever consider replacing the hard cap at 1,000 DA with a soft cap like Elemental Resistance has? Alpha Omicron in the next question says, What's up with damage absorption and damage resistance anyway? Why are there two of these? Good question. We spent a bunch of time talking about that, and then I spent a bunch of time collecting data um, to see what actual impact it would have if we just straight up just replaced all DA with DR. And I think it would work, sort of. There's, it, it, it's weird because there are people who know exactly what they're doing and are using things optimally, and then there are people who are just playing the game without thinking about yeah, it much. The data, the data that I collected is basically meaningless. Yeah, it's like a scatter plot. It's, yeah, it's so, it is so all over the place. Um, I I have a feeling that some of that the damage absorption, damage resistance stuff is going to change in the next year, but yeah. I don't know when or how. Yeah, see, my problem is that I don't know what damage absorption does with like scaling monsters at huge high stat levels, right? Because it's all well and good to say, well, damage re- like armor should just be the amount of damage by which the damage you take is reduced, right? As opposed to, like, 
Right. I mean, I don't even know how that works right now. Like, if you have a ten, if you have ten armor on your hat, right. and a a monster hits you for five damage, it just doesn't do anything. If that hat had one damage resi- damage reduction on it, then it would hit you for four, and that sounds pretty good, right? Well, I mean, sure, but that's because you're playing with numbers that are all below ten. Well, so then you're fighting a guy who's doing 30 damage to you, and then you have, you know, 15 damage reduction on your... I mean, like... Well, sure. The formula is so fucked for damage absorption. I mean, it's like, it probably made some kind of sense based on the numbers that existed in the game eight years ago. It made sense, because I came up with the formula, and at the time, it was really hard to get a thousand. Yeah. And now it is trivial. Well, with Tau. Tau is just kind of broken. Yeah. Um... And just ought to be something else. Yeah, I, th- I think. I think that was a that was a case of just like not having a very good idea for a skill, and so doing something that was like, well, what do we do to make this impressive? Oh, let's just make it the most powerful thing. Um, I really enjoyed how Dread did cooperative things like opening a trapdoor with a clanny standing on it, and how it was non optimal fun thing to do. So I felt like there were many more things in this dungeon that affected the rest of the clan than in Hobopolis and the other dungeons. Was your goal to make Dread more of a clan experience than the others? I was very much afraid that it was less of one. Because I feel like there's more multiplayer stuff in Hobopolis than there is in Dreadsylvania, but I maybe I mean, not. The most obvious thing is the big show, which is just more people, right? Yeah. Yeah. This has a bunch more different stuff with two two things. Two things with two people and one thing with three people. That's it. Like, there's so little. Is it really only two things? Yeah. I thought it was, I thought there were like three or four. No. Huh. No, just one multiplayer thing per zone. It was where I was like, "Ah, I got to make sure this has. Well, that's three. And then there's. Oh, is the. Two um, two of them require two people and one of them requires three. And then there's the, the other thing, or is that the three thing? That's the, the three thing. The, yeah. Wow, really? That's yeah. the... That's oh, it. Wow. No, I know. That's it. But okay. people are talking about it like it's, it's another weird perceptual thing, right? Like, huh. I felt like this was less... Mo- Although, there are more things here where if somebody if somebody the gets key. the moon amber from the top of the tree, then it's not there for anybody else anymore. So that's that's a thing. Like, and the key unlocks stuff for everybody. That's and true. That's true. So I guess each of those counts as a multiplayer interaction, sort of. There's, I mean... Because you have to do so many different things as different classes, you might be trading stuff around. And is it possible yeah. to get the big important, uh, like ultra Hodgman gear solo? No. So I mean, there's that too. You can't. I mean, you can't get the like speed run stuff, but well, that's all it's based on, though. His drops are just Oh, you mean, but there's those three drops. All of his speed drops are just based on speed. Okay, but that's not the Ultra Hodgman stuff. Like, you can still get the Hodgman outfit. By yourself, yeah. Yeah, which is, the the other stuff is just a flavor, kind of. I guess the Invisible Hamster is is a thing. But the, like, what is it, Overcoat? That that, that was what I was thinking of, was the hamster. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, because you could, on your own, you can... Not do the side things, but that's not going to be fast. I think those levels of speed require the show because they yeah because they burn a lot of hobos. What about scare hobos? You might be able to. Uh, you might maybe be able to. You can maybe get a coat by yourself, but yeah. not not the others. I don't think I don't think it's possible. 
maybe. Um, let's see. Hi, guys, says Nips. Given your recent conversations on the radio program about Jick and the rest of you putting himself out there for the last 10 years via podcast and community <laughs> engagement for KOL, curious what your thoughts and feelings are on the recent Penny Arcade Report article about that sort of thing. And then he links to that. This It's just... There's a lot of this kind of stuff floating around. I think uh, somewhat prompted by Phil Fish's little meltdown. Meltdown. Uh, There definitely seems to be a spectrum along which a creative individual can present him or herself and address the kind of things the article brings up. I'm interested in your opinions as being more public is something I flirted with but never had the stones to try and you guys seem to have a good handle on it. Uh, Thanks as always. New Dungeon is great. Keep up the good work. You know, I don't really keep my shit together as well as I could. Um, I... You know, even even when I was getting pissed off about the file reactions, it, it, hot stuff was sort of looking askance at me. Like, oh, man, you just got to stop. You stop saying this. Shut up. Shut up, Jake. Stop. Don't it. don't read the stop comments. It. You're harming our revenue stream. In the uh, the associated Metafilter thread, somebody commented that throughout history, like the majority of the greatest artists have been people who were not like willing to put up with the bullshit of people commenting on them and so on. Yeah. And then there were a bunch of people saying, you have no evidence for that idiot. Shut up. There's no correlation between mental illness and artistic ability. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like we, this, you know, and this, this just, I've been thinking about this a lot because this keeps coming up. Like if somebody is just toxic, we just get rid of them. Yeah, we have a little bit more power in our little corner of the internet. Which is great. I mean, Jonathan Blow makes an interesting point, which is that, like, when somebody is spewing hateful shit on Twitter, you can't block them until it's too late because you've already read their horrible words and they've already, like... And, and this, even if you're not conscious of it, and even if you're not sitting there thinking about it, it does, like, I mean, they've done studies about this. Like, reading people saying negative shit just causes you to think of things as being bad, when if you hadn't read that stuff, you would have thought of them as being better. Like, it's, it's just, there is an insidious sort of grossness that people can do to you by being pricks on the internet. The thing is, like... For the most part, the stuff that is upsetting to us is, like, probably well-meaning, but ill-considered emotional reactions to things in a video game that have affected somebody, right? Like, there aren't people on the forums calling us a faggot because we nerfed files because we would have kicked those people out a long, long time ago. There's just people, like, rationally and reasonably insinuating that we are very bad at what we do for a living. And that's a harder thing to deal with when it's framed... You know, when it's... As a rational... Yeah, when it's framed as, like, a rational critique of something. And it's like, that's the one just like, oh, fuck. Because, I mean, every bad thing anybody ever says about you... Unless you are a more confident person than I am, like you, there's a little voice in your head that's like, fuck, what if they're right? You know? And so that's why just like seeing that shit. I mean, like that, that YouTube thread about like where, where one of our fans decided to share with the world my little 
bitching about the Rooster Teeth guys and their dance parties during Comic-Con, and their fans just came out of the woodwork to just spit the most, like, basically just four or five hundred YouTube comments about what you'd expect from a YouTube comment, but all addressed at me, and Mm. that was like, it was it was demoralizing and it made me a little sad in the like half hour that I spent reading it, but it was also just so ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, when I like, granted it wasn't directed at me, but like it just seemed so ridiculous. It's and kind like of it's like if I was writing that, a parody of this, yeah. using yeah. myself as the target. This is the kind of stuff that I would write, and so it's not like you know that's not. And I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I think that's the kind of stuff that Phil Fish deals with a lot more than we do. I mean it. Like, Phil Fish is not any more opinionated than I am. He just picks a lot of fights, I think. Yeah. He, you know? What was it in that in that Penny Arcade article? That there's, like, there's no hornet's nest that he doesn't kick. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's that's uh, I only do that when dealing with our moderators. That is that is always the the Scully always thanks me for going into the mod forum and pouring gas on a fire. <laughs> so I just decided to stay away. Gavisi says it's been a while since the last episode of Advice Hot Dog. Has Dick Baby Four Thousand been keeping Roy busy? Yeah, other stuff too. Tragedies, whatever. We talk about this a little bit on the Monday show, which I will put into the. What you would call it tonight. Archive. Haste Bro says, with the new dungeon and even more loot to distribute now, any chance we could get a distribute all loot button? Having to distribute one by one has been a chore for a while now, and I'm sure dungeon administrators would be very thankful. Yeah, that shit really needs a needs an interface overhaul, if nothing else. Dragon kill points. <laughs> it it is the way that that data is stored, I can't really think of a fundamentally better way to do it than it is done now. The interface, like being able to, having that be in a form that you can submit multiple rows at a time is, it's it's sort of unforgivable that it doesn't work like that because... Jesus Christ. Like, I got into the habit of just, I just had a query that I would run to just delete all of our loot because I didn't want to fucking distribute it all and generate a bunch of K-mails. I was like, well, I don't want to get these K-mails, so I could just distribute all this to hot stuff. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that to him either, so just I'll just delete the loot because, you know, we don't need it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Play Havoc. That's... Thanks. Um... Stumps McGee says, man, I love beer and waterfalls and lemonade or the gentle trickle of a stream. Don't you guys love those things? By the way, Jake, if you feel like you need to go to the bathroom or go get another refreshing beer for a bit, you should totally do that. I'm sure Riff and Hot Stuff can handle it for a while. <laughs> you know, that's a good idea. I am going to go pee and then go get a beer uh, while what, Riff and Hot Stuff. What, uh, what are you trying to do to us, guy? <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So now that Jick is gone, I have Word Realms questions that will only end with Jick being pissed off. Ah, I was under okay. the impression that the Kickstarter you guys did was for the Word Realms MMORPG, and the reward for supporting the MMO was the single-player game that you were going to make anyways. I might be wrong about that, but that was the. But what is the current plan for the MMORPG? Do you feel contractually obligated to make it now that you have had a successful Kickstarter and received money for it? It seems like if you do make the MMO, then you will be pretty much starting over... Has that process even started? What level of work and time will you be spending on Word Realms from here on out? 
those are a bunch of interesting and excellent questions. Um, so when we did the Kickstarter, like <clears throat> our thought process was, okay, we've got this game. We have no idea how much interest there is in it. Like our original conception for this thing was that it would take six months. We could just put it out there for free and we would see based on it being out in the world, how much interest there was, but we had spent so much time and energy on it that we just couldn't anymore justify giving it away for free. And so we we're like, well, let's do a Kickstarter, you know, let's do a Kickstarter with a high threshold and either we like nobody will fucking care. And so we won't make any money and it will just fail, which is fine. Or people will respond really favorably. We'll make a bunch of extra money and we can use that extra money to hire people and like get, get into full swing. Um, which was why when we just sort of like just barely got over our funding threshold, we were like, wow, this is not at all what we wanted. We wanted this weird binary option that was either total <laughs> failure or like crazy runaway success. We didn't want the like, okay, congratulations, guys. You, you got exactly what you wanted. Now, what does that even mean, right? <laughs> um, and so that was our thinking. The MMO was this thing, this sort of long term long off goal that we had and i think part of us would still very much like to do it but the the reception of the game like you know so our kickstarter backers were very enthusiastic and they were an awesome group of, group of beta testers for getting the game out like that i think that process actually ended up working really well like a bunch of people getting early access to the game who were really enthusiastic about it and they got to play it a bunch and give us feedback and we incorporated a bunch of their ideas into the into the game itself so like it was a it was a really great way to get enthusiastic people involved in the process of sort of making the game better than it would have been if we had just developed it in isolation and then released it to the world. Um, but if you go back and read the Kickstarter page, like it isn't. I I think I think it was vague because we didn't actually really know what we wanted. I don't think we actually promised to make uh, an MMORPG. It was we were gauging interest to make whether whether or not we should make an MMORPG. We didn't collect a bunch of money to make the MMO because a hundred grand wouldn't even come close to making an MMO. Like that's not that is not a reasonable budget to do anything. Um, I think it is fair to say that we had no fucking idea what we were doing when we made the Kickstarter, and we probably wouldn't have done anything like that. If we went back in time, we would be like, "This is we, we need to either do Kickstarter to to finish the game, or not do one at all." And we probably would have just not done one at all, which is, I think that would have been a, a sad thing, but not necessarily a bad choice. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I mean, we are. It is still we've been we've been doing a bunch of KOL work, and I think that once we get this new challenge path out, that will wind down a little bit, and we can start thinking about. Um, word realms a bit more but it's tough right like we have we have been trying to get the word out for word realms and not having a lot of luck right we sent a bunch of we sent a bunch of press releases out we contacted a bunch of people who'd make let's play videos we applied to be in a bunch of different um, like video game um conferences and like just sort of expos and stuff like that and didn't get any traction with basically anything and And i think that we thought marketing for a 
small press or small company like this is really hard and yeah. I, know, I feel like we just we don't really know how to do it partly yeah. and partly we just don't really have the good contacts that the people who are good at it but have. but i think also partly we thought that we were making a thing with broader appeal than kol but we in fact made something with even more niche appeal uh, than KOL. i mean it's hard to say because maybe it does have broader appeal but the broader people who would that it would appeal to have not found out about it, it it's yeah i think it is i think it's extremely difficult to know yeah um but I, I hope that one one of my hopes is that uh, is that Valve gets green light together into something that's actually good and functional and and someday we can consider putting it on that. Yeah, I mean I think but that's part of our as green light is plan, at the moment, it's kind of a mess. So we have an idea for a, sort of a follow up, different style game that that uses a lot of the same sort of stuff that we have built so far that isn't an MMO, but that is, that is multiplayer. And then that, if we, if we finish that and we put that out and we do put it out for free so that anybody can play it and we get, we get to see whether there's any sort of traction there. And if there is, then, then yeah, maybe we move forward. But if not, like, unless we can get more excitement out in the world, like it's just, it, there would be no point in making an MMO that only right. It would just it would just be the thing people play that sinks us. Yeah, you know, and that's it's just like it, it's like unfair to the legacy of KOL to just spend all of go the out money. with such a whimper. Yeah, you know? to spend like, all the money that people have have invested in us to do something that nobody would ever be excited about. It the thing that that so I mean this is something that was like talking about just the feedback from the internet, like the comments that surprised me the most, and they didn't, they didn't hurt me on an emotional level, but they like, they just sort of rocked me to the core was like the number of people that were like, Oh yeah, you guys are making a word game. I don't like word games. That's, you know, I hope it, I hope it does well or whatever. And like, I was like, wait, what? Like, (laughs) so many people were like yeah that's just not my style of game yeah i mean i think a lot like and i had no idea but, like okay what but the so fuck? we like we really like them but name one word game on steam like it's just not a thing sure. it's not like yeah it's, it's weird we thought because we were all the kind of guys who were would be really into this and we were all in agreement like man the world needs this game that other people were like us but i just don't think i think there are a lot of people who are but then there are a lot of people who like just don't like word games because they're not any good at them right. and where whereas we see a set of tiles and somebody says make a word out of this we see an interesting challenge yeah. a lot of other people just see some fucking math homework you know now obviously obviously what we need to do is our next game needs to be word realms except trigonometry mm-hmm <laughs> Trigger. Well, no, I mean, I think what we need to do is we do what every fucking software company does and just eventually start making educational games <laughs> and selling them for a thousand times what you could sell a game to to a person, to a school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mythcaptor says, Hey, Jick, could you talk about your artistic process in creating art for KOL, inspiration, software, etc.? Also, August 1st is my 19th birthday. Canadian drinking yeah. age, woo! Ah, Happy lucky birthday. bastard. But, although, you can only drink Molson's. <laughs> So <laughs> legally, I, I don't envy you. And maple syrup, just a combination of 3.2 percent alcohol beer and maple with a shot of maple. Oh man, it's the Canadian car bomb. This is a shot of maple syrup dropped into a 
piss weak beer. Uh, never mind. Okay, Molson's so was like that was the last beer in the Around the World tour. I think, yeah, it's just kind of to have a different just... drinking age. If you're drinking Molson, <laughs> you can like drink Molson at 16, but everything else is 21. Um, so I've I've pretty much arrived at. The, at a at a consistent process for for a KOL art, I, I use a uh, I use a Pilot Precise V5, which yeah. is all every bit of artwork for KOL, except for some of the very very early things. Maybe some of the things that were drawn from that original Crack Rocks sprite sheet, like the uh, the tree, the singing tree, for instance, and some of the other things that are gross line weights. Um, draw it with a Pilot Precise V5, scan it. Um, I found some paper that I really like because it doesn't bleed. Um, and it's super white. It is super white. So there's a lot fewer scanner artifacts. Uh, and then I scan it with a Canon, uh, a CanoScan LIDE of varying uh, composition. Went through a little crisis recently where th- whatever automated process the old scanner had on Windows XP for dealing with uh, the document scanner class. Uh, didn't do the same thing at all anymore and so uh, we had to spend a bunch of time with hot stuff using his magic photographer skills to like set up a tone curve for processing this importing and it's still there's still some issues with it but it's not ideal i'm more or less back to doing things that look like the other stuff all right so i i open it up in uh jask paint shop pro 9 uh which I forget how old that software is, but let me look. Does it have like an about? Yeah, it does have an about. Um, looks like copyright 1991 to wow. 2004. 2004. So, yeah, so 2004. So, so it's this paint, uh, paint Shop Pro 9 from 2004, which, so I scan it, I shrink things, I, I, edit, I do all the editing, and then I shrink it by what, 50%? Like, I go from 150 by 150 to 100 by 100 for the for the non-combat images. That's not 50%. What is that? That's shrinking it by a third? Six, by 33%. By 33%? Okay. Yeah. And then I, uh, I just, so that I don't have to keep changing the grid lines, I just do 50 by 50 to 30 by 30 for items and effect icons. So line weight, very slightly different on those, because that's not really exactly the same proportion. Um Interesting. Uh, and then I uh, compress it down to, I think, 16 color grayscale so that the images are way smaller, which is just a habit I got into back when bandwidth was way more expensive um, that I wouldn't need to do anymore, but i just do it because it's muscle memory at this point. Control, shift, two. Yeah. So I basically hit G to snap to grid, draw a box around it, Control C, Control V to paste it into a new image. Control S, 100, tab 100, enter uh, to shrink it down to 100 by 100. Control Shift 2, enter to close the dialog to shrink it. And then Control S or F12, save as. You, um, you are able at this point to draw things eerily. Like just you, at the resolution you scan, they are eerily close to this final size that you want them almost every time. Yeah, that is pretty weird. I used to have to spend a lot of time like editing the original art down to the right size to shrink, but now it's like I just know how big a monster should be when I draw it, and I know how big an item should be when I draw it, and I hardly ever have to do anything like that at all. I'm also, I've gotten a lot better at just like 
drawing all the parts of something and then just assembling them in the computer if I know that I can either draw this 50 times to get it right or I can just draw all the parts of it until all the parts of it look okay and then yeah you know. I had to do uh, a lot of that for that calligraphy bit too oh yeah the S is pretty hard to get right you could have just made Dreadlevania <laughs> Dreadlevania <laughs> Dreadlevania Zenosis says Chick, Dreadlevania is pretty damn awesome Did the previously mentioned concept for a library dungeon fall through somewhere during the initial stages Or was it merely a vague idea that you guys didn't follow through with It was somewhere in between I mean There's a lot of stuff done for there's it There's not a lot of stuff done for it There's Huh There is there's like monsters that exist and there yeah with with about a quarter of the name generators that it would take for them to be acceptable i think and then there's there's art for the there's a handful of there's items there's art for the container and i think there's no items at all that's not true no i okay there, there i guess there were two <laughs> there were two items there, but the, i mean a bunch of them were were repurposed sure um you know there were there were zones and and a placeholder boss monster but it, it just it didn't the, I think the original idea was, w- wouldn't it be great if there was a dungeon that we could... Contain other little dungeons. Yeah, that would contain other little dungeons. So, like, the the idea of the library was that there would be little books that you would do, and, like, they would be almost like the map content, but it would be, like, a little multiplayer dungeon. And, theoretically, any one of us could come up with the entire concept for one and just put it together, and then it would just be there, right? Yeah. And... That's a great idea, but then we had a bunch of additional sort of structural stuff that we wanted to do with it. And there, I mean, there's a bunch of really good design ideas that are there that didn't quite ever get fleshed out, but they're they're neat. I think all the the word stuff like is just cool. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I have hopes that someday it'll be resurrected, but. Oh, it might be. I mean, it's a, there. There's just, there's, there are two or three other. I mean, the, the, the very original clan dungeon was not Hobopolis. It was something else, and that yeah. that there was a bunch of. I mean, you know, I say a bunch because it, it seems like a lot to me. There were there was a bunch of conceptual stuff done for that. There's maybe even some yeah. Art. No, there's some stuff is coded. Like there's that whole like ostrich joust right section that we got. There's um. There's been a fair bit of like conceptual stuff for another clan dungeon which might not which we might just take that and repurpose it and it might not be a clan dungeon yeah that's that's more what i've been what i've been thinking so the problem with that one was that it was way too big it was like i know this is going to be 15 things and i have solid ideas for like six of them and i don't want to have to like I don't want to do a clan dungeon where we roll out part of it and then we roll out the rest of it when it's done because A, never will be done, and B, like, what do we do? Do we increase the cost of opening it? <laughs> like, what, halfway through, it's just, it's, it's just like a weird, tricky, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's like, how, how do you even do that? Like, and it's, it's like, you know, hard enough to do that with quest revamps. Like, well, we have to make sure that this works no matter what state everybody has it in. And with the big multiplayer stuff, it's going to be even more complicated. Anyway, 
Lord Hack says, "Hey guys, I've been behind on radio shows for a while and haven't, uh, and I wanted to ask a question until I caught up. Uh, but I wanted to start out by saying you guys have been really on fire the last few months. The last few items of the month have been incredible. The finished C seems great. I've only dipped my toes in thus far, and Dreadsylvania is awesome. Speaking of, you made it clear in the past that using multis to explore slash farm clan dungeons is the worst form of multi abuse. That's fair enough. It does seem quite abusive. But on a past radio show, or maybe it was a video game hot dog, River Kevin was talking about old WoW raids and how they'd been made accessible to single players. Is it reasonable to hope that one day the same might happen to KOL clan dungeons? Seems like a lot of cool content, and I'd hate to miss it all. I mean, they all are accessible to single players. Like we've all, we've always, I mean, we said this earlier There's in the show, we have always made it so that you can't see it. You can't player. do it as a single player. Uh, Clarth says, Mayor Ghost steps behind his official ma- official mayoral podium to issue a decree. All radio hosts on this show must tell us why they are so awesome. <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed the writing in Dreadsylvania, especially the monster descriptions. Can we know who was responsible for what? That was all the Riff and Scully again, all the, all the monster yep. writing. Yeah. The, uh, the mayor, the mayor, uh, decrees when that, like originally in that design, it was very like hand wavy. We're like, well, okay. You know, for, for regular, for the regular mode, we'll do like, you know, 12 different decrees. And then for hard mode, maybe we'll do be two at two, once, two or three at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And then we- <laughs> once we actually <laughs> tried to figure out what the decrees were going to be, it was like, Wow, fuck! Like we couldn't even manage four. Yeah, we had in normal mode. We had four, and then it was like, wait a minute, this doesn't make any fucking sense. We don't, so we only have three. Yeah, um, and then we had the, the insight. Wait a second, this doesn't have to be a general plan. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was pretty great. Ah oh, man, everybody was so pissed off at me about <laughs> the decisions there. Uh, the erosion seekers I don't remember if this is the same guy that asked on Monday but it's like bitching about the interface for trick or treating like just clicking on it like it's a zone I mean I feel like that's very consistent with the rest of KOL right yeah I mean it's uh, it would just be janky on the back end instead of on the front end which I guess they don't care right nobody knows if something's janky on the back end uh, all right. Well, hey, you know what? I think that uh, I think that is all of the questions for this here radio KOL thread podcast Q and A session. Yeah. Woohoo! Enjoy enjoy your dungeon delving, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun, everybody, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Stay tuned for video games hot dog if that makes any sense. <laughs> I can't even tell anymore. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>